Gospel today comes from Matthew chapter 14. Then Jesus made his followers get into the boat. He told them to go ahead of him to the other side of the lake. Jesus stayed there to tell the people they could go home. After he said goodbye to them, he went alone up into the hills to pray. It was late and Jesus was there alone. By this time, the boat was already far away on the lake. The boat was having trouble because of the waves and the wind was blowing against it. Between three and six o'clock in the morning, Jesus's followers were still in the boat. Jesus came to them. He was walking on the water. When the followers saw him walking on the water, they were afraid. They said, it's a ghost and cried out in fear. But Jesus quickly spoke to them. He said, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Peter said, Lord, if that is really you, then tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter left the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. But when Peter saw the wind and the waves, he became afraid and began to sink. He shouted, Lord, save me. Then Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter. Jesus said, your faith is small. Why did you doubt? After Peter and Jesus were in the boat, the wind became calm. Then those who were in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, Truly, you are the Son of God, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Flight or fight? Kind of a pretty basic responses to fear. We might respond with flight by running away, by hiding, by avoiding the situation. In response to fear, we might respond with fight. For animals, this is often the actual literal fighting, but fight mode for us is often more about standing up for something by persevering through difficult situations or leaning into the fear and trying to fight our way through it by pushing our way through it. In our text today from 1 Kings and Matthew, we have two examples of people dealing with fear. Elijah in 1 Kings is a prophet, which is someone who speaks truth about God. He would have been like a religious leader trying to lead the Jewish people to do what is right. And unfortunately for Elijah, he was also a prophet who had angered the queen of the area. She had just declared that she was going to have him killed and has sent assassins out to get him. Elijah is afraid for his life, and honestly, rightly so. And so he goes into flight mode. He runs and hides in a cave. And as Elijah is hiding out, something happens. God begins to speak to him, and God asks Elijah, why are you hiding in a cave? And so Elijah tells God the whole story, that the people that he was supposed to preach to are trying to kill him, and so he's hiding away to protect himself. And God tells Elijah that God will come to him. For God to pass by someone, it meant that they would literally experience God's direct presence. It was a big deal. For the ancient Israelites, to see God was to die of just being in the presence of such greatness. So this was huge and also a little scary. 
So Elijah was sort of filled with fear, both for his actual safety because of the queen and her assassins, and also with some fear around what does this mean that God's presence is going to pass by me? I wonder if he was hopeful that God's presence would be in this big blowing wind or in a big earthquake or in the fire that came, because that's how Elijah would have imagined the presence of God as something big and scary on its own. I wonder if Elijah hoped that God could be big and scary and big enough and scary enough that, it could, that God could scare away Elijah's fears. But instead, it wasn't in the wind or the earthquake or the fire. It wasn't until Elijah hears a, giant, a gentle, quiet voice that he knows God's presence is with him. God doesn't come to Elijah as something bigger or scarier than Elijah's fears. God comes as something small and quiet and calming. And because of this experience, Elijah has the strength to get out of that flight mode and he moves into fight mode. After our reading ends, Elijah goes to stand up for what he believes in, to stand up for God. He leaves his cave and goes to, the, goes to crown the next king over Aram, the next king over Israel, the next prophet. Elijah goes to help fight against the queen of the northern kingdom. God comforted Elijah in his fear and strengthened him to go and persevere through it. And in our reading from Matthew, most of the disciples in the boat are very stressed and worried about this storm that's blowing around them. They're having trouble with the boat because of the waves, and they've been on this boat all night trying to cross the water and haven't been able to get anywhere. And although some of them were fishermen and were used to working on boats, it was still a terrifying endeavor because most people in Jesus' day didn't even know how to swim. So the idea of their boat rocking so much because of this storm would have filled them with fear all on its own, just the fear of falling into the water and not being able to escape it. And then they see a figure standing on the water. And logically, since to walk on water, a person would need to run 37 miles per hour, they don't assume it's Jesus. They assume it must be a ghost, and now they're even more afraid because what's worse than a storm and getting knocked around the boat, but now there's a ghost there too? I wonder how many of them were hiding behind boxes or debating if jumping in the water was worth the risk. But we know, and they eventually found out, that it wasn't a ghost walking toward them on the water. It was Jesus. And so Peter hears Jesus speak, and instead of flight mode, instead of hiding, Peter asks Jesus to call him out onto the water. And so Jesus calls out to Peter, draws him towards himself, and Peter stands up and walks through the fear, even though that fear meant walking off the boat and onto the water, and he begins to walk on the water himself towards Jesus. We experience all kinds of fears. Fears of danger, fear for others, fear of doing or saying the wrong thing, fear of the future, and, you know, dealing with a global pandemic, there's a lot to be afraid of in our world. 
And sometimes we do need to respond to fear with that flight mode. There's a reason we have that. Sometimes it is the right move to hide behind the couch or in a cave or to run from someone trying to hurt you. Sometimes it's totally healthy to avoid something that you know scares you. Sometimes fear is a way for us to be able to make smart decisions to protect ourselves. But just as sometimes it's right to run, sometimes we need fight mode too. Sometimes we need to jump to face our fears. Sometimes we need to take a step out onto the water to name brokenness and sin around us and to work towards something better. Our country continues to grapple with big fears and brokenness right now. In the midst of the pandemic, as people of color continue to seek justice for lives lost and seeking equity for all, as our news feeds are filled with fears and worries, with division and heartache, how can we love others for who they are when we are surrounded by fear and division in everything that we take in? There are moments when reading the news where I want to just cover my eyes and hide from the brokenness and the sadness of the world. I have fears around even naming the division in our world today, around even naming racism or homophobia or all of the ways in which we harm others, fears around the ways in which this pandemic has been politicized and continues to divide us. And as we move into five months of this time, more than two months since the death of George Floyd, I often find myself feeling like Peter in the chaos of the ways sinking and sinking and sinking with just the heaviness of it all. And for the really big stuff, the big and scary, the fears that seem bigger than we are, we need God. Elijah is only able to leave the cave and stand up against the rulers of the northern kingdom because of God's presence with him. If God hadn't passed by Elijah, he may have been in that cave for the rest of his life. When Peter steps out of the boat, at first he is able to walk on the water with the words of Jesus calling to him, but then Peter looks around and takes in everything that's going on, and he becomes heavy with the storm raging, the waves crashing, and his fear gets even bigger and scarier. What if he drowns? He can't even swim. What was he thinking? There are so many waves, more than he could possibly deal with. His fear starts to spiral, and Peter begins to sink. For the really big stuff, the big and scary, we need God. And so did Peter. Jesus reaches his hand out to Peter and gives him the strength to stand up, to face his fear, to keep trying. Even when our faith is small, even when we have doubts, even when we're hiding or sinking or just feeling the weight of everything, God is still there with us. And it might be in a quiet, gentle voice or in a hand reaching out to us, but no matter what, when we are facing fear, we're not alone. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, pass by us, reach out to us, live in us, because the Son of God, who has power over creation by walking on water and calming a storm, this Jesus took all that power and took it to the cross for us, so that we don't have to be afraid, so that we can know that we are promised forgiveness and life, 
so that we can let Jesus pull us up out of the water of our fear, so that we can listen to a gentle, quiet voice calling out to us, calling us away from the cave of fear we might hide in, so that we can know that love is enough, and we are called to name brokenness and sin, called to share love and mercy, called out onto the waters to be God's hands and feet in the world. Jesus rose from the dead so that we can live with courage, courage to stand up for what we believe in, courage to care for our neighbor in need, even if it's scary, courage to live in this world as children of God together, regardless of any of the things that might divide us. Jesus gives us courage to reach out our hands, and these days it's reach out our hands from a safe six feet apart, but in Jesus we are able to share this love because of his love and his power, always reaching out to each and every one of us. Thanks be to God. Amen.